It's June 24th. We're reading through the Bible. Our reading today in the Old Testament that you'll be reading is the first three chapters of Job. Now, Job, remember as we get into this, is answering the age-old question, why do bad things happen to good people? And I know that in an absolute sense, you could say, well, that never happens because there's none righteous, no, not one. But right out of the gate, we have a relative description of Job, that he was a blameless man, which of course doesn't mean he's perfect. We're going to find out he's not perfect as we read through the book. But we see that he is... Um, relatively speaking, a, uh, a good and righteous man. There's nothing wrong with that. Biblically, we can make those assertions, even though we know absolutely no one is holy and righteous. So the question is, why are all these bad things happening to him? And the first thing we learn in the first chapter is there's a lot going on behind the scenes that we don't know and we can't see and we can't experience uh, in our mortality. And then at the end of the book, of course, we're going to learn that uh, God does what he chooses to do and uh, we are not to answer back to him as unsatisfying that is to our modern, you know, Americans in particular. So uh, we've got a lot to learn in this book and is, of course, a series of exchanges and dialogues between Job and his three friends and a fourth friend that comes in late in the game. But we'll see as we work through this book that um, God has um, got a sovereign plan and he's working that out and uh, we are sometimes along for the ride and called and a task to glorify the glorify God in the process. So chapter one, we see Job, we meet Job, we see the testing that goes on in Job's life, which is a horrible thing. He loses his seven sons and three daughters, which I think a lot of people think about as illnesses and all the rest, but think about that in a single day, losing uh, all 10 of your kids, uh, horrible. Then he loses his health in chapter two, he loses the support of his wife before the chapter is over, over. and then by chapter three, we get to where we would expect to be, and that is Job in utter despair over what's happened to him. So uh, as we get into this book, there's a lot of reading, several, several days obviously that we're in this book, but we um, will work through it together. Acts chapter 7, that's our New Testament reading, verses 1 through 19. We're looking at Stephen's sermon here as he starts to recall all that uh, went on in the Old Testament, God's covenant to Abraham, how Abraham lived. Uh, he starts to just recite our, you know, so much of our Sunday school knowledge of the Old Testament, which is great. It proves his knowledge of the word. He's a man who understands the word. And to think that this is just a, uh, a servant in the church, um, a ministry leader, reminds us of the high calling that we have to put our hand to a task and be looked at as a leader in the church. Uh, we, we need to know the word of God. We need to get a firm handle on it. That's one of the reasons we read through it every single day. And I try to give you a quick heads up as we move through it. And uh, so let's uh, enjoy our reading today in the Bible. But before we get to that, I want to give you a community imperative, which comes from the very end of Ephesians chapter 6. It's the end of the book, the end of this little epistle. And uh, Paul ends this way with a, um, a prayer, basically, for the people. He says, Peace be to the brothers, and love and faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We talk a lot about the tail end of that uh, and all the theology in the fact that this is God's granting of these things. But let's just look at it uh, this way very simply by that, that list, that triad, uh, trio of things that we want to see happen in more people's lives. And I put it this way, it's a little more wordy than most of our community imperatives, but I put it this way, pray for each other to experience more peace and love and faith. And think about that as you pray for those things for people today. Pray for each other to experience more peace, love, and faith. 
Those are the things we want to see. We want a more peaceful congregation. We want to see the individuals in it filled with the kind of peace that God would have, not only um, vertically in our relationship with God, but horizontally in our relationships with one another. And that is going to be contingent on the last two of those three, and that is the love and faith that God allows us to experience as we seek to love each other more, we seek to love God better, and we seek to have a confidence and a trust in what He has said and in His Word. So there's our community imperative, to pray for each other, to experience more peace and love and faith, and that's plenty for us to work on here today. So enjoy your Bible reading. I have an open and eager mind to get into what uh, God has to say here, both in Job and Acts, and we'll be back tomorrow as we continue our reading through the Bible.